Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, don't text us, please, because I have to admit that we're not live. I mean, we can pretend all we like, but um, that is where we fall down. And um, you can follow us, however, um, on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio, or, of course, as ever, you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Try that. Hello. Morning. <laughs> Hello, boys. How are you doing? It's nice to hear from you guys as ever. Um, the, the, and you. Uh, Alan and Emily remain um, faceless voices to me as I, uh, as I sit in my bedroom. But we're almost there. We're almost. I think the studio looms. And uh, doing the show live and that again, I am uh, very excited about. Um, now, I'm the producer, whose job it is to um, partly to sort of keep things tight on the show. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, told me that I left um, our readers on a um, cliffhanger, not last week, but the week before. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I was very tempted. Now, as soon as I hear not blah, blah, but the, the something before, I think of, did, did you dad ever say to you when you were a kid or your mom not last night but the night before two tom cats came knocking at the door no we had three wise monkeys oh did you well no we normally got not last night but the night before two uh, alcoholic actors who haven't worked in several years came knocking at the door <laughs> that was what okay. we got frank we all had a different version of it <laughs> It's, um, it would have worked with them because it went on. Um, one had whiskey, one had rum, and one had the poker across that you can guess the rest. I think I probably mm-hmm. can say it on air, but I'm not taking any risks. Yeah. I'm, uh, Tom. The ma- I've left the manual in the, the studio in Golden Square, <laughs> so I can't check what, what, what goes and what doesn't go on I imagine radio. what you can't say on air has doubled since you know 2020 or something. Well, I tell you, we've been, uh, my, my family and I have been wrapped. We've been absolutely oh, wrapped. Jiggling, <laughs> um, this um, This uh, week, listening to um, what I believe is called Five Words on the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show, where you can win um, a lot of money. And we as a family have been, um, have been following it all week. It's been very exciting. So well done to Dave Berry and the guys for some pretty riveting radio. We'll put a stop to that. You betcha. <laughs> um, I, oh, speaking of absolute right. Now, I know we have a slight rule on this, that we never talk about our dreams. Yeah. And I know that it's reasonable because I know people talking about their dreams. But I did have a dream which is absolute themed. Which oh. I, I'll, I'll keep it brief. But this is not the cliffhanger, but I will get to the cliffhanger. But uh, I had a dream about um, Jason Manford. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Who is, as, as you know, presents the show on uh, Sunday mornings. And I dreamt that I was doing um, a children's television show on the television, which is a good cool. place to do a television show, as ever. Mm. And um, I, I offered... Um, Jason a, a slot on it to come on each week and do a sort of maths maths uh, question but in a fun way uh-huh. 
And with a little bit of animation and I'd join in a bit and we'd have a bit of banter. But they would be learning. The kids would be learning. What a great idea. Anyway, we were, I was being driven to the studio in this dream and I saw a purple velvet hat in the street. <laughs> in fact, exactly like um, a hat that I saw the snooker star Alex Hurricane Higgins wearing um, on the Hagley Road in Birmingham in um, what was probably the 80s. So... Um, I arrived at the studio, something I haven't said for a long time, and um, <laughs> there was Jason Manford all ready for uh, his, um, his maths feature. And I said, you know that purple hat that we use on the show? I've just seen it lying about in the road. And he'd got his car with him. I said, would you get it? And he was okay. fine with it, so I gave He seemed to be. I That's gave nice him. Uh, I said, it's just drive out of here, and it's that road on the left. And he said, which What? I said, you know, the one on the left there. And he said, I don't, which one? And in a, I wrote this down, which is why I have it verbatim. I feel slightly <laughs> bad about it, but I'm going to tell you what I said. I said, um, maybe the words are too complex for you. Try oh. just tuning into the intonation. Um, and of course, you, he was affronted at this, as he should have been. I would never talk to um, the real Jason uh, Manford like that, or any uh, absolute radio presenter. And um, it was, um, he walked, he actually walked from the show. He didn't get the hat. Um, <laughs> it, he, uh, he, we were, you know, I had to do them. Oh, I don't know what happened to the match thing. I'm not going to pretend we continued. But there was, um, it was obviously very difficult. And I, I feel I should apologize, even though it was um, all in my sleeping head. I feel, I'm sorry, Jason, if you're listening, I would, you know, <laughs> maybe wow. we can patch it up and get the show back on the road. Um, Anyway, I look forward to um, our more analytical uh, readers working out exactly what that dream meant. Frank Skinner, um, as I mentioned uh, earlier, um, my uh, producer pointed out that I left, I think, both of our um, listeners on a, uh, <laughs> on a cliffhanger two weeks ago. Um, I, I, I've been, we've been doing this show um, pre-recorded because of um, the global pandemic. I've been told for 17 shows, I've told that by the producer today. In fact, she said 17, that's how many pre-records we've done, 17. And mm -hmm. the assistant producer, Faye, said, are you joking? And I did point out that that would be such a rubbish joke. <laughs> To just change the number of pre-records for yeah, some it's really sort of, seventy-one. There's not much whimsy in it, is there? You know, I don't know where, what genre of comedy would that be. Prank. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, a very mild prank. <laughs> um, so, I, one thing I've been talking about is that we haven't had a table um, in the house. My partner Speak sold. For um, so, no, well, I am speaking for myself and my family. Um, my partner sold the table we had before, saying that it uh, reminded... Angela's Ashes, your place. <laughs> yeah, we she had to sell the table. It reminded her of a coffin. So she sold mm. it for um, much less than it was worth, can I say. She's been very mm. against coughing since COVID, hasn't she? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we got one. They, we, we've had one uh, delivered and it was a bit, it was, it, I think it was the first, um, it was amongst the first outsiders to actually come indoors at her place, oh. at our place. So I was a bit at her place. Hang on, when, slip. 
did the table arrive? Because can I say I went round last weekend and we ate cake on the ground on a towel. It was lovely, but it was a towel. No, but that's because you're in the garden. We're still oh, okay. putting guests in the garden when weather okay. permits. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. So these two, um, I'm going to call them workmen. It's the old traditional term. And uh, they arrived. And I was a bit, they didn't have masks or gloves or anything. And, you know, I, I remember thinking, you could kill me and my family. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think, you that about, I think that about every stranger that yeah, comes yeah. to the house. I always have. You think that about every friend? Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it's, many, I think we've all got the potential. Anyway, they brought the table and uh, they assembled it. And I gave them uh, £20 as a tip. Per person? No, between them. Just asking, uh, no pressure. And I actually said, so I, did, I just like I became my dad for about 10 <laughs> seconds. In it. Have, have a drink, I said. <laughs> have a drink. Oh. And um, I'm not a great tipper. I'm not a man who can tip and then just forget about it. Right. Yeah, so I tip. And then it nags at me about what I could have got with that yeah. tip. And wouldn't it have mattered if I'd offended two strangers? <laughs> and I was thinking I could have I was thinking I could have got a book and 20 quid. I mean, I will often not buy a book I want because it goes over. If it's a paperback and it goes over 10 quid, I won't get it. I think it's... You're joking. Yeah, 9.99 is my limit for a... Unless it's a massive thing. Oh. I think um, pub published author Emily Dean is outraged. Oh, and published <laughs> yes. author Frank Skinner. I mean, the thing yeah, exactly. is, I've got to say, Frank, with that yeah. £20, though, did you genuinely... I understand it's difficult because you've given... When you give the tip at the end of the job, you get mm. none of the benefit, do you? Because they're not no. going to be nice to you. They've got no incentive. Yeah. No, exactly. I think it was a, just a flourish, really. And, you know, in front of my <laughs> child and stuff, I thought, you know, I'll suggest that I'm Lord Bountiful. Off. Good old-fashioned showing off. Yeah, which I'm, I'm not. That's not me. It's not who I am. <laughs> I, um, Al, it I, was £20, Al. Can we just put this in perspective? Thank I'm you. bitterly mm. resentful about tipping, though. I always feel like I, I have been <laughs> stolen from. I mean, I admire your honesty. I do. I really, I hate tipping. I was in Japan where they don't tip and I thought I could live here. on Absolute Radio. So anyway, we know, we know, I was saying earlier, we now have a, a table to eat off in the house rather than eating off our laps. I find it's, it's freed up my elbows considerably. You were talking about tipping, Frank. Mm. How do you respond? Um, this question to um, both members of the panel. <laughs> how do you react? You know, when you go into a hotel room, I'll say you do, and you know they'll they'll show you around the facilities and the amenities. Especially in America, we all know what that means, don't yes, we? They yes. wait with intent. And when you don't have any dollars on you or any cash or whatever. I often do that, oh, I've got no money, but I promise I will give you mm -hmm. the money before the end of the trip. And there are times, I'm not going to lie, when I've thought, I'm not going to do that. I've done mm. it maybe once. Do you, think yeah. they're, do you think they forget or are they sitting there no, thinking... No, they, they, they never. I think you probably <laughs> have to... Uh, I think um, room service must be, what, 30% saliva. 
<laughs> in those situations i hate that like i i make a real thing of i'll carry the bag no it's all right i can manage the bag no 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 yeah. sir we'll take no no i'm fine i can carry a bag i'm fine yeah. with it um because I'm, i don't want you to come to my room and then what like whatever it is a fiver for showing me mm. how to open the curtains fiver charge me more that's what I would say. Just charge me more and I won't even have to think about it. But the whole tension, I can feel it in my stomach now just talking about it. The tension of tipping. I really I think if there was a government that put in their manifesto, they would stop tipping in this country. I would vote for them every yeah, they time. Sound, they sound nice, <laughs> that government. Yeah, but, but like I said, I don't mind paying. Doesn't sound like government overreach at all, does it? You see, I like the ha my hairdresser at George Northwood has a system where you have the discreet brown envelope. It's very classy, and you I just get the three envelopes at the end: one for the uh, person who's washed my hair, one for the colorist, one for the cutter. Three wow. brown envelopes. <laughs> they all get a little Brian something. Brian Clough territory. <laughs> I was going to say, there's football managers that would think that was a bit much. <laughs> Wow. What the wow, are they named? Do they have their names on the envelopes? Yeah. I, 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 every, every day working I there. write a little note. I say to... Um, but do you have to do all this in the shop? Yeah, in the salon. So they all yeah. sit around and watch <laughs> their envelope. Is it like when somebody's birthday at the radio show and you have to write in a card? Well, it's worse than that. You've got to put money in the envelope. Awful. Yeah. Sometimes I might say, dear you know, Gervais or whatever. Um, thank you so much. Lovely Gervais. work. Emily. And then I'll do two kisses. Not such a good job, one kiss. You know. Oh. Ah. Okay. See, this is the other thing. It's not based on merit, is it, tipping? No, it's, it's, it's a convention. If someone's rubbish, I have not tipped rubbish waiters and they're just as angry as when I don't tip really good, helpful ones. I'll tell you what, it's perplexing to me, based on you two confessing these, that I'm the one on this show with the stingy <laughs> reputation. How did this happen? Mm. Well, I think well, that's your reputation. Hey? Have you heard of tipping? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he thinks we're I talking feel, about fly tipping, Frank. I feel that's bad. Why. We didn't. Like, this didn't come with a glossary. <laughs> I've read about it in American novels. That's it. <laughs> well, there's a, I think that Reservoir Dogs opens with this very debate, doesn't it, about tipping, if I remember That's right. That's why Alan now. can't it's, ever it's see that. More, That's a, a horror more, film um, to him. It's a bit more overwritten than this. And uh, <laughs> there's a bit of murder in it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really wish it would, it would go. I think it's one of the worst things in, in modern society. Wow. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've still been um, debating tipping now between ourselves. It's, uh, it's, I wish I hadn't brought it up. It, I, I, of course, I've got to be honest, and I don't, I don't expect you to give us this information, but I would love to know what goes in the envelopes. <laughs> Do they all get the same, at least? Would you tell us they, that? Yeah, I have um, absolute parity across the board because okay. I believe... You must take a lot of coins with you. Yeah, I'm, I'd be worried that the what I put in would tear, that the weight of it would tear. <laughs> Imagine putting coins in. I mean, I think they throw it in the bin. You can't do that. Oh, my God. I, I they get a hefty sum, these people. And it's even trickier at the lap dancing. Oh, Frank. 
That's why Alan was barred from all clubs. That's why in, in Birmingham a lot of them wear a satchel as well as the uh, as well as the thong. Carry on. Yeah. So I um I just think it's a nice discreet way of doing it. You know they know I care, um, and I know they're going to be happy, and it's also a nice way. You know no no um if I'm not happy no envelope. But uh, really no I know I I am consistent with the envelope. You've got to be. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's what, what, that's what I don't like about it. It's the social pressure element. Mm. Yeah. It's not about thinking, oh, that, my hair looks fantastic. I want an extra reward for these guys. It's about if I don't do this, there's going to be an area. So that's when that, it moves into an area that one would describe as mugging. Yeah. Although, in fairness, when does my hair not look fantastic? I appreciate that's an arrogant thing to say, but, uh, you know, though. I'm very happy with the service provided. 1215. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not live. It would we're be a great texting so under normal. <laughs> Please don't. Please you can don't. have a load of pictures, like a Zoom screen, pictures of you in various... I'll, I'll add a caveat, walking out of the salon, OK, for that brief hour. Okay. Anyway... I think at least in that sense, I'm paying for a service I'm genuinely happy with after the event. What I object to is tipping before the hotel stay, for example. What if I hate it? Mm. You mm -hmm. see? Good point. Thank you. And also, you know, when I'm so old, I can't carry my bag up to my room. Then maybe I'll think about it. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, this is... travelling. There's a national obesity crisis. We should be carrying what we can. In my opinion. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the table has arrived. Uh, it, uh, for about a... I, Kath even said uh, today, you know, I hate this table. She's still having a very oh, difficult... Really? Yeah. I, uh, I thought it was for three days. It was definitely going back. That was How the, big uh, is the table? Are we allowed to picture I the I think dimensions? it's bigger than the coffin that we got rid of. <laughs> and that was got rid of because it was too big. It's, a big, think, it's a big unit, the table. I think it's a bit um, the wife, the thief, the lover and the cook, or whatever it was called, that film. You know that table in that the Last Supper type table? Mm. It's a bit like that. I, I think The Last Supper is a better reference. I didn't get the other one. It's, it's um, uh, Michael Gambon. It's a Peter Gambon Greenaway and, yeah, film, and, isn't it? Ellen um, Mirren. Mm. Yeah, I mean, The um, Last Supper is still a bigger reference point. It is. <laughs> I, I, was trying, I was trying to keep it secular for you, Al. <laughs> Uh, you'd Although, like that film. It's, it's just good. An interiors nod, Frank. Mm. I do notice you do have um, an empty alcove. Oh. It <laughs> no, I always sit like this. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately behind the table, I suggested Kath inserted some logs in there, some stubby logs. Mm. What do you think? I like to keep an alcove free at the side of the table in case we have a centaur. <laughs> come round for uh, dinner. Otherwise, it's a bit awkward to be. They have to sort of go side saddle, and uh, it's not like in their people, nature. Like when people are playing pool with a queue that's too long. Yeah, it's, it's awful for them. I, I hate to see a centaur all cramped. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. As you know, we are entering what I believe is known as the, the new normal. And uh, I went to um, Whipsnade Zoo on, um, on Thursday. Did you? With, uh, with, uh, with Boz, my child. Yeah. It was, um, 
It was great. It was very uh, normal. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, the animals, One of the animals in keeping... face masks or anything. Yeah, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're two metres apart. Yeah. Now, the animals are... Um, they, uh, they, they hadn't noticed. But it was just generally... They have a sign saying, try and keep a, one lion apart. Oh. Uh, it's about, I, I, I don't know how long a lion is, but you, you, know, you can picture a lion and you get a sense yeah, of it. Yeah. But I didn't, um, I didn't get too fretful. Actually, there was a terrible moment when we got too close to a family. Well, I didn't think we were too close. I think they hadn't, they hadn't kept up to date with the current guidelines. They were still operating on. When you say a family, meters. you don't mean a pride, as in the lions. You no, mean no. A, a, fi- a real family, a human family. I mean, family. you know, bloke, bloke, woman, child, mm-hmm. um, older woman. I don't, I don't know quite what the relations were. But um, anyway, <laughs> the woman um, said to Boz something like, get out of the way, get, out, get away. And, uh, and then she said, I just don't understand it when people don't ob- observe social distancing. And normally I would have taken this as a cue for some um, heavy sarcasm that would, you know, <laughs> leave all of them uh, wounded. Good. But I don't know, I, I think I'd looked at so many animals and just stared at their behaviour that I just looked at this family. I just stood and looked at them. Oh, Not right. in a confrontational way, just like one would look at um, a marmoset right. making its way along a ledge. You were more like an anthropologist. Yeah. Just yes. staring at this human family. Yeah, but then when I walked away, and uh, I, I think Boz was a bit surprised, and he said, I, I don't think that woman should have, you know, told me off. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, actually, I should have had a, I should have had a go. And I, then I went to go back, and he said, oh, no, don't, don't no. go back. And, and then it nagged at me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God. It nagged at me that I should have. Oh, you it was a bit of, house. It made me think of, I, I don't know if you remember the queue jumping incident in um, James Dean's Rebel Without a Cause. Ah. But he's with his dad when he's a teenager and this roughneck just walks in front of him in the queue and uh, turns around and slightly confronts his dad and his dad says, oh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. And James Dean can never, ever respect him again. And I feel oh, I might yeah. have I might have gone there, right? Which was what uh, do you think, Al? I think that you were teaching him uh, restraint and the art of Zen. If yeah. I did, it was accidental, though. Well, of course, it was really it anywhere, though. Yeah, it was. Um, I tell you what, I did say though. I saw. I don't know if you've ever seen a partially submerged rhino. <laughs> it's one of the best things. It was. It was in like a mud bath. Thing. Well, water oh, in the ground, lovely. but it didn't look like it was bathing. It looked like it had, um, in inverted commas, lost control of the vehicle, it, and it looked <laughs> like it just, it, you know, it had come off the road on a bend. <laughs> and its face—I took a photo, which I'll put up on social media. Its face um, seemed to be saying, uh, "Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a hand to get out of here." It, it looked, <laughs> He looked really sort of, um, this is a problem. And it was, it was such a, I thought, oh, that's why zoos, I know some people are anti-zoos, but they've never seen a partially submerged rhino. I think that would um, change everything. Anyway, I'll put the picture up and I think you'll see the, the glory of it. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. 
So this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, please don't text us today because I have to confess we are not live. Um, however, you can still contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. So there's still hope. Frank, um, you were t- telling yes. us about your rhino experience. Yeah, how fabulous. Um, partially submerged rhino experience at um, Whipsnade Zoo. Um, I think I, it's been a lot, some years since I went to Whipsnade. What is the sort of, what sort of animals are we talking? Are there, is the simian community represented? There's, there is, uh, certainly there's a chimpanzee enclosure. Ah. You see, that's my favourite. How were they? Did they deliver? Um, th- to be honest, I only saw one and he was, uh, oh. he wasn't, you know, sometimes you can get the chimpanzees on a show day <laughs> oh, yeah. when they're really giving it everything for the crowd. Yeah. And I think, I think lockdown might have, um, <laughs> well, they're like comics, their... are they? They've not had any gigs for a while. Yeah. yeah they've it. took their eye off the, uh, off Perhaps the their oh. introvert side is playing them up more now that they're locked down. Yeah, well, it, it is. They, they definitely. I mean, you know, they'll get back into it. I dare yeah. say. But I, I did. They, they were a bit rusty. The chimpanzees. Once things reopen. Oh. Yeah. You know what? If there's one thing I hate, it's an introspective chimpanzee. That's not yeah. the point. Get on with your job. I th- yeah. I felt um, he, he was just slightly. Um, he was emailing it in, as they say. Is that <laughs> what they say? Yeah. Do they say yeah. that? Have I made that up? No, what, yeah, phoning um, it in, but emailing phoning it in. Phoning it in, yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't think they could use a phone. I've noticed that They don't have an says, alternating thumb. Sorry, carry on. Uh, Attenborough says orang-utan. Oh, oh yeah. that? Love he talks about that. the orang-utan. Mm. Well, he's probably heard it said, like, in it, you know, by people who live uh, locally oh, to right. that, and he's respected their pronunciation. Fair play. Oh, he's yeah. wonderful. He wouldn't have done it in the old days. <laughs> he didn't care then he went in he just he took he just took animals back sold them to zoos all that. i don't know if you've watched he was always collecting animals for zoos on the early shows yeah of course he doesn't want to talk about that now no now the uh the dark years, <laughs> but, dark um, years. so they were there i mean the, there's elephants at um whipsnade that's that's one of the i highlights. like an elephant other but I love her. the rhino. Is for me, is the king of the beasts. I know is that's it? controversial. I was thinking, it's a joke from the nineteen seventies. I was thinking, if a rhino got injured, would you need a surgeon or a panel beater? And I think the problem with it is people don't know what a panel beater is anymore. <laughs> well, I know what a panel beater is, but I don't. I don't. Is, is well, it's because they, they look like they're covered in, um, oh, in some sort of sheeting rather than. Uh, Flesh. Yes. I thought it was based on a make of an old car called a oh, rhino. So. No, see you. I, I, I wouldn't oh, go that far for a oh, rhino I, joke. I feel Fair quite enough. stiff with stress. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to move it on to it's animal based, sort of. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's a gossamer thin link, but you remember you talked about Flying Ant Day, Frank? Yes, I was, I was shot down in flames on the Graham Norton show. By uh, and I'm going to name names Norton himself, <laughs> and then James McAvoy, um, Marianne Cotia, 
and um, a bloke who... Fassbender. Yeah, Fassbender, thanks. You no. always remember his name. Oh, I prefer the bloke who, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, I was going to say the bloke who, whose name Al remembers, because I remember. <laughs> Fassbender, yeah, Michael Fassbender. And they all just looked at me like, what are you talking about? Flying ant day? No one's ever heard of such a thing. Mm. It was uh, awful. Um, why? Why do you bring it up? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say um, justice has been done, Frank. What, they've all d- Our died readers, in an Flying accident. Ant Day officially <laughs> happened last week. It oh, was yes. all over the news. There were news reports. Can I say, Garraway and Shepherd, they didn't do a Norton and Cotillard. They, they were acknowledging it properly. But the readers are in full support of you. I'll just mm-hmm. give you a taster. Laura Rich, 21. The dare's finally come. Not just a figment of Frank's imagination. Shame on you, Graham Norton. Yeah, exactly. Unforgivable. Well, he was on the radio at the weekend. Do you think he mentioned it? Yeah, I doubt it. That's probably pre-recorded in February. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we were once again discussing uh, Flying Ant Day. It, it was more um, opposite this year because Emily was actually visiting me and we sat in the garden, as people do nowadays when they have visitors, and it suddenly became apparent that it was um, FAD. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, it was are great we... to witness it together. I thought that was very special. It we was a really a special of, moment. And had now we've had messages. S- yeah. Uh, Jade on Twitter said flying ant day vindication it's real we're not crazy i promise you were gaslit pure and simple <laughs> mm. finally oh, some yeah, of that fashionable were... victimhood for frank yeah that's what yeah. they were trying to do they were trying to make me think i was out of my mind yeah and then we've had also um alex at dead ghost night happy to see flying ant day trending justice for frank on the radio to hell with those who doubted him hashtag graham norton hashtag doubters <laughs> Um, can I say, do you think it happens um, sur la continent? Is that why Marion Cotillard didn't know about it? Like oh, is it an English phenomenon? birds or something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's, it's, it's a, not English, British uh, phenomenon. And they don't have it um, in France. Maybe. I imagine that they don't like the garlic, the ants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't go with the formic acid. It's no. uh, that is a cocktail that's uh, leading to disaster in my. Do you opinion. know what it is, Frank? I think the, uh, the cigarettes, oh, uh, yeah. because they're oh, still yeah. a they like a cigarette. The French Ooh, don't they? they love a Galois. <laughs> yeah, what's the other one? Fifties notion of French people. We have. Well, I st- my really my whole knowledge of France is based on um, my love of Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, who yeah. is always uh, in a sort of spiral of cigarette smoke. In the my days name. when it was cool rather than dangerous. My main and, memory uh, of France when I went there years ago is um, it's more, more dog dirt than in the UK. Mm. Mm. You know, you'd like um, the cook, the wife, the thief and his the lover. The cook, the thief, his wife and his lover. Yeah. There's a whole dog dirt <laughs> scene in that which... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, tre- tremendous, uh, tremendous. I was just stuff. enjoying Emily subtly correcting on <laughs> the title of the film. Well, I was I just thinking uh, the dog dirt scene. 
is very uh, special. Is the definition of specialist interest? If you <laughs> like this, you'll like this. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I wonder write what that Amazon down, yeah. people who like this scene also liked. <laughs> yeah, I thought we agreed not to talk about that on air. <laughs> no, exactly. Al, did you see? We'd also heard from you know Neil... what they'd like. They'd like that John Waters film with Divine. Oh yes, when she's taking the dog yes. for a walk. Anyway, I'm... this isn't it's breakfast radio. For goodness' sake, yeah, it sounds gross. We heard as well, Al, didn't we, from uh, Neil Hike Golf Repeat uh, got in touch. Is he suggest- one of the Berkshire Golf Repeats? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Go bit on. more mellow than Eat, Sleep, Rave Repeat, which is now what's going to be in my head for the rest of the day. Oh, I've never heard that before. I think is that, it's a, is that a Manchester track? thing. Eat, Sleep, Rave Repeat. Mm. It's like that. Uh-huh. Do you want to know what Golf Repeat says? Yeah. He, he says, um, hi, everyone. Last Sunday, my wife and I were setting up shop for a relaxing day in the garden. Unusually, the skies above us had thousands of seagulls gliding around. As we'd laid down on our lounges, flying ant day began. Swarms erupted out of our raised beds in biblical proportions. Mm. My wife's pathological hatred of ants was subsided with multiple kettle pours at the source. So hoping Fassbender, McAvoy and Norton succumbed too. Also, apparently seagulls get intoxicated when consuming vast amounts of flying ants. So not only is it flying ant day, it's seagull bender day. Wow. Seagull Bender, I think, was the lead guitarist in Mott the Hoople. I remember <laughs> right. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were um, discussing um, Flying Ant Day and other outside world activities. What, what else has been uh, pouring in through our letterbox? Well, I am. Um... I think last week you referenced pubs that said no Burberry as being one of your favourite barred items. Uh, to yeah, stop we were talking about what you see that, um, that the, they're not allowed. I suppose it's from the same school as um, school being the opposite term. Um, when only two school children are allowed in shop at once, you know that one. Yes, mm. but I love the uh, no Burberry. I al- I always loved it. Was based on um, a singer's experience of not being allowed into a restaurant. I don't remember her name. Glyn. Jess Glyn. Jess Glyn. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, and I asked if anyone had seen any good uh, any good exclusion signs. We've, we've had various actually. One of my favourites, Martin Healy, who said uh, in Big Market, Newcastle, nineteen eighty six, he saw. Knee visible tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I like, I very much like the terminology, the Geordie terminology for a start off. Mm. I've always, there used to be a, a chant um, when Peter Reed was the manager of uh, Sunderland. I don't know if you remember Peter Reed. Mm. I do. But he was a man who had quite um, prominent, he had cropped hair and quite prominent ears. And the chant used to be, Peter Reed, he's got a monkey's heed. <laughs> <laughs> and I also once uh, do you know that, um, that song, I am the music man, what will you play me? That, yes. Uh, and you say, I will play the saxophone, saxophone, and then you sort of do the saxophone. I, yeah. Uh, eat with me. I once played that with a woman from uh, Newcastle, and she said, um, I will play the um, 
the mouth organ, the mouth organ, the mouth organ. And then she simulated playing the mouth organ by going... Sooty, 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 blah, sooty, blah, sooty, blah, sooty, sooty, blah, which, um, as music goes, is definitely in the same Venn diagram as um, you shall have a fishy on a little dishy and, of course, keep your feet still, Geordie Hinney. Anyway, that's that northeast section of the show. <laughs> Pray continue. We've that also, is a good one, though. I like that. We've also had uh, Gregory Mason has sent us an extraordinary photograph uh, from a bar in Barrow Creek, Australia. Mm. It's um, it's a fairly, I think it would be fair to describe it as quite an amateur sign. It's a sort of torn mm -hmm. off piece of paper. At the top in red letters, it says no. On the second deck, it says again, no. <laughs> and then it says children only with adults. And then again, it says no with an exclamation mark. <laughs> wow. So there you go. That is, uh, I thought, I just was hoping you were going to say no boomerangs. <laughs> and I love the idea of the manager throwing out someone who'd broken the rule and shouting and don't come back. <laughs> Any more? Yeah, oh, yeah, um, there's several. Elizabeth Thornton, Al, I liked her. No uh, polka dots or red lipstick, sad. please. <laughs> Bar has since shut down. <laughs> Why would that, why that? Why no polka dots? And Emily, well, you need to help us with this. I'm telling you what I think, and I don't know, but I wonder if it might be a throwback to an earlier time when that was suggestive of a, a more transactional relationship with a lady. Oh, really? Do you see? I, Perhaps, I, wasn't, I, I don't know. I'm aware of that. I like, I like I keep that. getting propositioned when I wear polka dots. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have, to have that else, I have to have that Dalmatian put there. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're, uh, I believe we're still in the outside world section of our show. We are. We're discussing um, Das is Verboten signs ah, yes. on cars. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Ward, who sounds like a 70s actor. Anyway... Mm. He has pointed out that the Miners Club in Burnley in 2002 had a sign saying, no women beyond this point. Nicholas wow. has said, hashtag progressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Depends on the... If it was on the gentleman's toilet door. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Or even that now, of course, you'd be uh, in massive no, trouble. It, no longer <laughs> relevant. And in fact, the whole... I think we, you'll find that... Uh, that Gender turns out to be a bourgeois construct, mm. so um, that sign just wouldn't work in any in any way around. Yeah. Okay. What else? Sure. You're it's right. getting hot in here, um, <laughs> Alan. It's been it's been enjoyable broadcasting while it lasted. <laughs> um, I uh, I I hate to tell you this, but we've uh, we've actually had a message that uh, begins. I agree with Alan. Oh, so, so obviously I'm going to read it. Dan Armstrong has said, I agree with Alan, always have apples by my side on long journeys. Oh, I find the sleepiness moments more pronounced as I get older. I remember someone saying there was something in the apple skins that was the specific stimulant. Praise redacted, Dan in Chichester. There you go. I mooted last week that apples were the lorry driver's friend, that it wakes you up a little bit if you eat apples, so it's quite mm. handy to have them on yeah, the passengers. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the other, I'll tell you what gets me about this, 
is one thing that I like less and less as I get older is sticky hands. <laughs> oh, it yeah. really, if I've got sticky hands, for me, I might as well um, be handcuffed. I can't pick anything up. I don't want to touch anything. <laughs> well, we know you like but, a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, <laughs> but I don't like sticky hands. Um, even at the end of the evening. Oh, uh, sure. And... And that, when I think of eating an apple at the wheel, that's all I can think of is afterwards, your, your hands a bit on the wheel. Oh, can I tell you what I think, Frank? I don't like a loitering core. And no. it starts off nice and round. I remember Chris Evans saying that to me in the, the <laughs> 90s when the two of the sisters were still there at the end of the show. <laughs> Very fine joke. Um, it starts off all round. You know, it starts off, you can do your cricket fantasies, all sorts. Mm. It feels solid. Then, as it reduces, you're stuck with this useless core. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, there are people, and I've always found this radical indeed, there are people, of course, that eat the whole... They don't eat the stalk, but they eat the lot. They eat the core. Yeah. They eat, not just the pips. It's not so much the pips that worry me in the core. It's mm. that sort of plastic panelling <laughs> <laughs> on an apple core that um, I believe it houses the pips. What is but, that plastic? Oh, who, what, what is that substance that that, that the, is? The, the apple is such a friendly, juicy <laughs> thing. And then suddenly, it's like the package and backing is on the inside of, of an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I can't. That's why I could never eat the core. I, I think I would rather have that the sort of you know the sort of very black sort of uh, vegetation that's the opposite end of the stalk. I'd rather mm. eat that than the plastic panelling. Oh no! Yeah, so but that's I, what. It's not as bad as a nectarine ha hair. Oh. oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's, Which isn't um, as good as pork scratching hair, but still. <laughs> no, that's too sturdy. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. So, I must say, the readers have been in top form this week with their correspondence. Um, come on, let's have a bit more, just a bit. Um, come oh, on. Before we do move on from the... Oh, okay. um, Apples on the passenger seats. Your, oh, yes. uh, your, your sticky fingers repulsion that you were expressing earlier mm. just reminded me of the last um, Edinburgh Festival that I did, uh, which was August 2019. I, uh, you know, you, you leave and you have to empty your fridge and put everything in the bin. I hadn't eaten everything, but I was driving home, so I just emptied my fridge into a bag and took it with me. Mm. But I did have a packet of, um, you know, the Santa Gare blue cheese. That oh yes, I love oh, a bit yes. of blue. Delicious. Mm. Well, I know but you I, love uh, a bit of blue. Do you keep, in the glove compartment? It. Do you keep one of those knives that curves <laughs> around into a fork <laughs> at the end for cheese? You know the ones I mean. Well, I wish I had because mm. I set off thinking, oh, I'll just dip, I'll dip crackers into that cheese because it'll probably be quite runny, and Ooh. so I had that on the passenger seat. And then the biscuits kept breaking. And so as I was driving from Edinburgh to Manchester, I was just 
putting one hand into the Santa gear and sort of oh, clawing yeah. blue cheese into oh, my face. man. As I drove back. That is What a fantastic. <laughs> That's how I imagine Keith Floyd travelled <laughs> all the time, maybe with a bottle of champagne in the door flap. But you're all and right with just that. handfuls of blue cheese. I wow. would say as well, Al, that's certainly one good way to deter people from asking for a lift. Yes. I mean, who's but, going to get in the car with old blue cheese Cochrane? But don't, <laughs> do, do, did, wasn't the um, steering wheel all sort of cheesy when you arrived? Oh, it's fine. I just, I just licked it at every rest stop. Oh, I went to. You could oh. do that, couldn't you? If you... <laughs> Hell, if you made it your business to hold on to the steering wheel on the top, you could yeah. just lean forward and, and, and sock the steering wheel for the last 10 minutes once the cheese was over. Why not? Does this Santorgueo... Oh, no, it doesn't. What I like about some of these cheeses, um, they tend to have... They have almost like a slight sort of a boxy feel, don't they? They have presentation boxes with the gingham, mm. the gingham underskirt... And I love that touch. Yes. Have you ever had a deep fried camembert? Oh, yeah. I don't think I have. Yeah, they tend to have them not in boss restaurants and not in uh, cheap restaurants, but in that, that lovely mid browns, mm. that lovely mid thing. And it comes in like a tiny crate. It's delivered to the table <laughs> in a crate. And then you open it it's, and it's been cooked and it's all melty and stuff. It's only about 8 million calories. Yeah, but it's uh, oh, just I, I'm thinking about it now. <clears throat> I might go and order one. Well, yeah. you could. They'd nestle nicely next to the gear stick, Al, in the car. <laughs> and also, if you ordered one at home, it means you could uh, you could use the crate for uh, something else. Oh yeah, upcycle. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe those. Um, you know those metal meditation balls that they use in the east, holding one hand and they slightly clank together. I think, I can I think imagine there's something them. else, actually, but let's move on from that. I think you've I got the use them. of those wrong, those balls. No, I'm anyway. sure I, uh, I'm sure it's a mystical It's not like thing. or mine. Um, I can just see them sitting on folded velvet in a camembert <laughs> crate. <laughs> another, another opening line written. <laughs> <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Please don't text us today because we're not live. Um, but you can still follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. Um, the, the news, that's what we usually talk about at this stage, isn't it? Yes. Avoiding all horribleness, we can. Boys. Well, we usually heart news, don't we? I heart news. Mm. Yeah. I heart news a lot less than I used to. I, I maybe <laughs> can spare a left ventricle. <laughs> but that's about it. I would like to discuss... There was a bit of drama in the astrology community this yeah, week. No, this, this, for me, is a good story, well, I have to say. In case people don't know what we're talking about, they were the astrologers, I mean, they were getting their planet motif waistcoats all up in a lava this week <laughs> because the a story was doing the rounds that nasa had unveiled a 13th star sign yeah um, mm. ophiuchus is that how you pronounce it ophiuchus right, let, let, let's stick with that Bless one you. that's a scifist the serpent yeah. bearer he holds a serpent and yes chaos ensued 
didn't it? Yeah. People were up in arms. I saw Denise Welch on Loose Women, and I'll tell you what she said. She said, I am a Gemini. NASA can do one. Did she? Wow. She did. I mean, that's such a Gemini thing to say. Well, surely but, um... NASA can do too would be a Gemini <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> It was um, a bit yes. weird that NASA were getting involved, wasn't it? It, it, it shows that NASA have a, a lot less to do now than they did in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what used to be about putting men on the moon and stuff like that, it, it's mainly about uh, T-shirts now, I think, NASA. Yeah. Mm. It felt a and bit like so, finding out that the Lancet took a position on Doctor Strangelove or Doctor Spock or Doctor Evil. Yeah, to find yeah. Mm. NASA are interested they, in they, star science. They kept saying, and they, they keep saying, look, we don't, we don't actually believe in astrology. We just, you know, that we're mm. just saying that the truth is that when the Babylonians worked this out three thousand years ago, there was another constellation, and then they decided to ignore it because. Um, it didn't work well on their grid or something. Yeah. And if we're going to be absolutely straight, this is what the sign should be. And then everyone's... I, I personally, by NASA's um, theory, went from Aquarius to Capricorn. Me too. Um, immediately. Well, yeah. I am now a Gemini. OK. You and Denise Welsh. Oh, no, because she's pr probably something else now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... Um, I looked up um, because I've always quite liked being an Aquarius because if you look up the traits, it says things like very creative, an individual and all that, you know. Oh, so does mine. Funny that. Yeah. And then I looked at um, <laughs> So does Capricorn. yours, Al. Yeah. <laughs> I think I looked at the wrong one. The one I looked up for Capricorn says you get sexier as you get older. And I thought, oh, that's not... So you're all right now. That's not the kind of astrology I want. I want it to look a bit more mystical and sounding yeah, like it has come from Meg. someone... I want it from someone who sounds like they live in a hollowed-out tree. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want, um, you know, Merlin. I want a bit of Merlin. I mean, <laughs> I'm really enjoying Merlin, actually, but... Oh, it's great. It's the Anyway, best. uh um, the... <laughs> The Babylonians, so am I right in assuming that the Babylonians essentially knew it was 13? Yes, but regarded this is what that NASA as say. An inconvenient truth, TMI, yeah. essentially. They just thought, well, it doesn't work with what we want to do. Yeah. Yes, I think that the, um, the problem was that the chatterbox that we talked about last week, which I think was the system of prediction the Babylonians <laughs> use, this is the thing... <laughs> That you hold like a paper flower and kids have to pick the, the colour and then the number. Um, I think it doesn't fold into 13. It cannot be done. Oh. And so they just, they just dumped um, off you, off you cuss. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, but which is, you know, I was very interested to read it. I must say, it is incredible that they sold to Paul the Fast one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to um, throw it's, the newspaper world into turmoil. They're all going to be exactly one paragraph longer forever now. Mm. Well, I know I've got a, I know a guy who's an astronomer. Oh. Stop name dropping. Oh, sorry, not an astronomer, an astrologer. It's a Is he different. retraining? Well, he's got a you know he's he's got a cloak. He actually owns a cloak. <laughs> I won't go into that. <laughs> he sounds like a good one. Yeah, he he's got a pig of a reboot now. If this uh, if this fits oh, in, man. because he's 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 had all these you know. He's got books and stuff like that, and uh, none of them uh, 
they all need uh, a massive. You can't just sit there crossing it out in Biro. And if he gets it wrong, he'll fail his uh, Ofsted inspection for his well, It wouldn't be called Ofsted, it'd be called something like Off Wand. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we were talking about the fact that uh, NASA accidentally, I think, really, because they're not very interested in astrology, they um, have, have rewritten the zodiac signs this week. Um, yeah, I guess the, the one thing that NASA and people who believe in astrology have in common is they both tend to wear a lot of badges. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, satin, because they like a satin yeah. bomber jacket, the NASA's. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on uh, astrology, I don't know. I mean, does this mean that the star chart, the detailed star chart that Russell Grant for me 15 oh, yeah. years ago it's now worthless yeah i think so oh. I, I think he did all that thinking that you're an aquarius and now it turns out you're a capricorn so you need to move everything along oh, to the left man, of I've it got, I've got a lot of blue tack to recycle if that's yeah. coming down <laughs> well it's difficult for me because uh, my mum once famously said to one of my brothers that one of the reasons that she likes potatoes is that she's a Capricorn. And mm. wow. <laughs> so she's been, she's been mocked and derided for that for many years. But now was I she, think she's... Was she serious or was she being I think sarky? she was kind of serious. Oh, okay. and, um, and now I'm, uh, it turns out, I'm a closet Capricorn and my potato consumption has really ramped up since Wednesday when I read this article. So mm. I don't know what to do. She's probably having protein shakes now. Well, some people pick partners on the basis of these star signs. They take yes. it very seriously, some people. But that must be difficult if, if you think you've married an Aquarian and it turns out they're a Capricorn. Yeah, if you've done it. Because there's, there's quite a few sort of people who, you know, like John Lennon made a mm. lot of his big life decisions based on astrology. Yeah. yeah. There's people who, you know, there's not everyone who, who takes it seriously is... Um, is you know very eccentric there's some ted hughes i think the poet believed in it and hitler of course <laughs> is that true okay well that's that's yeah, not hitler. Se selling it quite so much but um i think no well, no i'm not saying uh, <laughs> it, it, um it didn't work out for him um but he had a team i believe of astrologers and and he the days that he you know he, he went invaded and the sort of stuff mm. you know he did he would choose the date of the invasion or the battle based on the advice of his uh, astrologers. Really? Really? Yeah. Ah. They Every had, day's um... a school day. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> Hitler workshops here on Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Another next week with more, less relevant information about Hitler, <laughs> although interesting. Um, they had um, a list of... Ophiuchans, uh, so people whose star sign has moved over and they're in fact Ophiuchans. Oh, yeah. One was Susanna Reid, and oh, Mystic yeah. Meg said of her, um, she's typical. She often manages to bring people together despite their opposing views. And another Ophiuchan is Arge. Uh, she described, wow. she said, 
He's a true Ophiuchus in the sense of his flamboyance and love of the arts. Quentin Crisp, having made several appearances <laughs> on stage over the years, as well as his often hilarious appearances on TOWIE. Discuss, boys. Mm. I think um, she's got Arj mixed up with Brian Sewell, <laughs> uh, the art critic, which is easily done. <laughs> but um, it's interesting that she can talk about um, typical offusions as if, you know, I, I, did she have this stuff? She obviously <laughs> saw this coming, Mystic Meg, which you, you have to respect her for. This is a great, great advert for her art. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And we were discussing the, um, there's a new star sign in town. <laughs> and uh, it's quite exciting. Um, I'm, I'm not it myself, but I have changed from Aquarius to Capricorn as a result of every, everyone having to barge up. Yeah. We've when all it changed, dear. And I'm a Gemini, no longer a Cancerian. Alan? Mm. Yeah, I'm the same as Frank. I've moved from Aquarius into Capricorn. Me, you and Holly Willoughby. Peas mm. in a pod, aren't we? Yeah. Can I ask you something about Mystic Meg? Sure. Mm. Real name, Margaret Ann Lake. Mm. Um, you know, she used to be on... Margaret the Ann Lake. She really should have been killed by somebody in the 50s. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> She's really got that name of someone who would have been killed by quite yes. a high-profile um, murderer yes. guy. From the, photos... the bloke whose wax model was in um, <laughs> Madame Tussauds in... A suit that he wore in the trial. There's a thing they used to do in the Chamber of Horrors where the murderers used to wear their real suits that had belonged to the actual blokes. You wouldn't, um, you Is couldn't right? get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do it now, could you? No. I don't, I don't know which area of uh, the current um, thing it, it, it offends, but there's something wrong with the murderer's suits being in there, I think. Mm. Mm. No, you're right. There is something very yellowing microfiche file about her name. Um, <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, the victim, Margaret Ann Lake, um, she <laughs> used to be Mystic Meg on the National Lottery, didn't mm. she? She oh, had a yeah. weekly appearance and it was only recently. I don't know why it's taken me so long to think about this. I thought, I mean, wasn't that essentially drawing attention to the the very the sort of unavoidable truth that dismantles her entire career. I mean, it's essentially yes. going on the National Lottery and, and it does beg a question, doesn't it, when you see Margaret Ann Lake? You think, well, what? come on then, out with the numbers. Why is she working on it and not winning it? You mean? Yes, Quite. exactly. I think she was also on that um, Anton Deck phoning thing and the blue peter <laughs> name the rabbit which you predicted both <laughs> accurately this is remarkable i'd forgot i i forgot she was about it's it, i'd sort of forgotten that astrology existed a bit until this story came up this week Me too. and i looked at um i look i thought what will justin toper make of this oh, who is yeah. um my astrologer of choice is he yeah because he's, he's got the he's got the hair and so I, I looked at his, um, his Twitter um, feed and he, oh, yeah. he doesn't refer to it at all, Justin Tope. But then I got afraid that he might be no longer with us. Oh. But anyway, um, I look, one of his tweets, which I made a note of, he said, uh, and this is <laughs> word for word, he said, I have a new catchphrase. I thought, I'm, I'm loving this so far. 
He said, I have a new catchphrase when saying goodbye. Oh. And I thought, well, I, I, I'm making that, you know, because I'd like to be able to quote Justin Topa when I'm leaving. And um, it's um, stay frosty. Stay frosty? Oh. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's, he gets short shrift from a lot of the people that he speaks to. <laughs> They're a bit off with him. <laughs> and he urges them to... Or maybe he uh, communicates... What does that mean? Maybe he communicates with the uh, cryogenically preserved as part of his uh, work. Mm. That, that's possible. Um, Extraordinary. So, you know, I mean, the, I can, but, who else would have said that other than the late David Frost's first wife, perhaps? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> or um, the agent of Tony the Tiger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tell you what, as a uh, as a man who, uh, outside of um, global pandemics, spends a fair amount of time on stage, mm-hmm. when I read about the uh, the change in um, star signs, I did think of Chris Christopherson, who I hope is still doing gigs, and uh, he has a song. Do you know his song "Jesus Was a Capricorn"? No. I don't know that. I don't and think. I think that it's just going to give him a bit of extra meat for his pre-song <laughs> Oh, if he does chat, talking. He? The fact that he'll yeah. be able to say, that, well, actually, he's not anymore because he's now changed. I don't know what um, 25th of December has, uh, has morphed into. But um, <laughs> I bet he thought, oh, God, because I've been using the same banter before that song since 1971. Uh-huh. And now I can suddenly sound like I've got my finger on the pulse. So it's good news for for double K. For the OKK. Yeah. I don't mean uh, Kerry Katona. No. <laughs> or Kim Kardashian, obviously. No. Kevin Klein. Anyway. Other KKs are available. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you see The Sun did some interesting reporting of this? I like that The Sun news editor had, you know, when they do a little box out and they do it in a little colour, like a, a pale blue maybe, just to, just to illustrate this is separate editorial. Yeah. And it said at the top, um, it seems boffins were right, was the headline. <laughs> and it was him essentially <laughs> saying he was always saw himself as a natural Sagittarian. Uh-huh. And it turns out he's actually um, an Ophiuchus. So oh, there you go. Wow. That was the news from the sun. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that NASA, um, on their website, make quite a, a big fuss about, uh, a bit like I am with, um, I looked at the uh, lyrics. Um, my son uh, is playing the ukulele at the moment. And um, he... We were looking at uh, When I'm Cleaning Windows, the George Formby song, the lyrics to that on yeah. um, Apple Music. And there's a bit in brackets where the instrumental break comes and they've put um, banjo, oh. which, of course, he did not play. So I'm slightly furious about that. And that's how NASA are about astronomy, astrology. Yeah. They're really the idea of it being confused. But if I met Brian Cox, in a bar and someone said to me I can't remember he's either an astronomer or an astrologer I would absolutely guess he was an astrologer well, and he wouldn't like I that. think 
his whole manner, uh, you know, that slightly smiley, distant world thing, mm. is um, for me, he was, uh, he could have been a toparian. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, For anyone who didn't hear the last link, Frank is referring to Justin Topper, who was an astrologer <laughs> briefly in the 90s and looked a bit like works. on a status quo, Frank, would you say? Careful, I think he's still an astrologer. I don't, think we should, I don't want it to be a run on Justin Topper and we close. I think I once did that with BHS. I said it was closed and then... What are you saying? I need to lawyer up the astrologers. Yeah, yeah, when Frank says know. he thinks he's still an astrologer, I, I would just put, you know, I think it might be a bit like being a Marine. You know, they say you never stop being a Marine. You're always a Marine. There's no such thing as a retired Marine. I think yeah. the same might go for astrologers. Even yeah. if he yeah. had stepped back from working, he'd probably still know stuff, yeah. No, I think he's, um, you know, at worst he'll have a booth on a, a seafront <laughs> somewhere, I, I think, uh, I, worse than that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we were discussing um, hot news in, uh, in the astrology community. I mean, yeah, that, you're right. Uh, it does feel like the whole thing. The whole thing has an element of um, hashtag late review. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. But it turns out the Babylonians who did the original Zodiac, they they knew all about this. This isn't a thing that's just emerged. Yeah, they just they admitted swept it, it under the convenience. Um, there's another thing in the um, in What annoys me about that is there's one thing I associate with um, the Babylonians is thoroughness. <laughs> yeah. I don't think of them as just saying, oh, I'd be, I'd be all right. Just No one will notice. It. Just put it in the cupboard. Apparently, well, um, apparently Groupon are doing an offer, if anybody has a tattoo of a star sign that is wrong, that they'll do a, a, a prize of removing it. Like they're giving out 25 laser treatments. And the surprising thing for me about this story was that Groupon still existed. I'd forgotten about Groupon, let alone... Star signs. Well, I'm I'm glad they still exist because I've got an enormous group on tattoo <laughs> um, on my back. <laughs> I'm glad they still exist because there's no live comedy at the moment, so I might need to buy everything even cheaper than I used to. My group on tattoo is just above my Cleopatra coming at you. <laughs> you back so many wrong horses uh, when you're at the no. tattoo. St- <laughs> I'll tell you something though. Um, I didn't realise. I've I've often wondered in in the last couple of years whether tattoo removal is a thing. I went out with a woman who was um, trying to get rid of a, um, a a sort of a gun she'd got on her arm, oh and she had who was it, several. Little Kim. <laughs> and she had several goes at it, which she said was excruciatingly painful. And uh, it, you could still see. So can you actually properly remove one without horrible scar tissue or anything? Of that I think nature? you can. I believe so. And I think you can also get what they call cover-up done, which is a tattoo that you like. So you can mm. cover up the gun with a flower, for example. Oh, I see. Or, or you could cover up your... Um, you know, Aquarius tattoo with with, with my new Sagittarius, my new Capricorn one. Yeah. Well, I, how weird. am I gonna how am I gonna turn my crab into uh, some twins? Oh, well, yeah. I think you just gotta if you make the the two pin, you know, the main pincers. Oh, I know those. If you make those torsos, mm. 
Oh, that's a good idea, Frank. And then you can have them at a, sitting at a round table, <laughs> one uh, either side. Uh, so no food on the table, sadly, just those two um, black things at one end. <laughs> <laughs> you could say, yeah, maybe they were, um, they'd had a couple of um, plums that delivered. They were just yeah. um, letting, sitting there letting them ripen. Um, <laughs> I'll say this though the, um, what, what they call Castor and Pollux Is that right? Yeah I believe so Very good Frank Thanks I love your story I get all my groceries <laughs> yeah, The Zodiac tattoo Is at the more gentle end Of the tattoo Inspiration spectrum Isn't it Compared to guns And barbed wire I don't Yeah exactly I don't, <laughs> Yeah I've got one next to my Ballet tattoo <laughs> What? <laughs> You never know with Al, do you? Because he's all sort of partly sensitive and partly brutal. I never know what to believe. What a way to wrap things up. I think we should leave it there. Look, um, <laughs> thank you um, so much um, for listening today. And listen, um, Sarah Champion is up next, so do listen to her. And um, the, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, stay frosty. Stay frosty. 